How deep are we right now? My question is, you gotta ask, man. I just want to hear all the different theories that are out there. Because there's fucking shadow people out there. Aaron, it's so deep. When are you going to wake up and stop denying that there's shadow shit going on? Come on, Aaron. Aaron, you know what, dude? I'm giving you the knowledge. Drink from the fountain. I got the documents here, okay? I got the documents. (laughs) And we are live here at the... We're live here in the bunker. Welcome to another episode of Tim Foil Hat. I am super excited for this episode. Uh, real quick, before I bring in our guest, uh, the, my new disc, the two-double album, The Diabolical, drops this Friday on iTunes, everything, anywhere. You love it. Two hours of power for the price of one. One hour of storytelling. I talk about being on high-speed car chases with police helicopters, doing fundraisers for rednecks who are trying to build a spaceship, all that stuff, all on one album. And then the second album is called Friday Night Late Show, and it's just me bombing at the Sacramento Punchline. Do that. And go check out Dying Laughing, the movie. It's on all video on demand. The critics love it. I would like 52 critics Only one had somewhat negative stuff to say. All the rest, glowing praises for this movie. The Alpha and the Omega of stand-up docs. Please check it out. So without further ado, please welcome to my uh, tinfoil hat. I've been uh, trying to get him on for a while, and he's been busy, 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 and luckily we can get him on right now. My good friend, who I love to death, the one, the only, Duncan Trussell, everybody. <laughs> I was like, are we having experiencing problems? No, that's just Duncan. Duncan, thank you for uh, coming on Tim Foil Hat. I know you've been moving to New York. How you moved to New York? How's it going? I love it's great. I love it here. I mean, we're about to get slammed with some kind of apocalyptic storm, so <clears throat> people are freaking out a little bit. But other than that, it's great. It's wonderful here. Do you? like snow how are you doing with snow have you ever had snow i love it's yeah man i i grew up on the east coast so when i was growing up we would get snow and it was i still the part of me that from when i was in public schools that would be freed from public schools if you got the right amount of snow it's still there it still gets happy yeah snow days snow days me at all yeah snow days man snow days you want to understand how fucked up public schools are on a person. The fact that somewhere inside of me, there's still a sense of relief at at the approach of an imminent blizzard. Because when I was younger, that would relieve me of having to go to a fucking penal colony for kids. It's still in there, man. It's crazy. That I don't know if you remember that specific joy. Oh, yeah, dude, I used to love of, snow days, something that kids on the West Coast, Southwest, will never understand. And most of the South, I guess South, in the South, they get, like, uh, heavy rain days or something like that, like hurricane days, obviously, and those are much worse. But snow days were gold. Yeah. God, the best. Yeah. Uh, so Amazing. comedy. Are you getting up in a lot of places? Is your evil plan of getting up, working on your act a lot more? Is it paying off? Is yeah. it all coming together? Yeah. Paying off, man. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. I mean, stage time is the secret to comedy, right? That's right. why everyone is like freaks out about it. If you didn't need it, nobody would do it, probably. Yeah. Or they would you know, but here you can do you could do, you know, easily three shows a night if you want to, if you're that driven, you know, easily. So, and good shows, you know, or like you get to do, you know, you get the experience of like, fuck, what, wait, I just had like a weird set in front of this crowd, a killer set in front of this crowd. That's what And then, you know what I mean? You get yeah. to, you can actually, you can evolve a joke through the night, you know, because you could it could start off brand new and by you know 12:45 you've got something that's like shit this has already got legs and i have that in one night so it's pretty cool it's it for me just because uh in la i was only going up once or twice a week at the comedy store and got a drive to get there it's like a 50 minute drive for me so it was just it was just too much shit in between me and the stage out there whereas here get on a train take a nice walk and bam, you're in this. Like, How you awesome doing with the club, train? You getting it down? Which is what I, 
Yeah, it's. I mean, once you the moving to New York is hell. It's hell. There's no way around it. It sucks, especially if you're moving across the country, because you have to get all your shit into a goddamn moving truck and you know pay a lot of money to get hauled up. You're basically buying your stuff again. Yes. When you move across yeah. the country, you're just paying for your stuff twice. So. You get your shit over here, but then you got to find a place. But to find a place here, you have to have a realtor. You can apparently do it without one, but you know it's a nightmare situation. If you get a you get a realtor, but that costs you know a percentage of your rent for the year, so it's expensive as fuck. It's just expensive, man. Everything. But once costs. you get in, everything costs. But once you're situated here, suddenly, like I live right down the street from like two really nice grocery stores rest like the best every restaurant is the best restaurant in LA you know like yeah. everyone is the coolest oh some kind of oh korean korean soul food fusion with drinks uh, served in light bulbs okay yeah that's two blocks away from me wonderful i'll take that you know like it's the best ramen you ever ate so it's decadent and and wonderful once you're here but getting here and the people here are really sweet. That whole fucking thing about angry New Yorkers is it's weird. Bullshit, it's not really man. there, like, right? No, it's not there at all. Like everyone feels like they're in it together here. Whereas in LA, it's kind of like, cause of the distance between everyone, you can really get in your own little like blank space, yeah. you know, and sort of not have to see human beings outside of your car window. Oh, especially you know, your you old almost manage. Your old place was like so yeah. high up in the Pasadena Hills. You literally would never have to talk to anybody if you really wanted to. That was a problem. I mean, I wanted to see what that was like, but that was not what I wanted, I guess. But I love, so the answer, I love New York and anyone, you should move, anyone like, you should come out here for a few months. Anyone should who wants to do comedy because it's so great. Let me ask you uh, comedically. Uh, how are the comics uh, treating you? Are are, I mean, because go on. Oh, I, I thought you were going to ask how are the comics? Yeah, are they cool? are they cool? Are they cool? Are they like you? Yeah, uh, have you been accepted into a bunch of scenes? I'd love to know how it went. Well, I've been going up at the stand a bunch, and so I've been hanging out with comics out there i've been spending a little bit of time with the legion of skanks guys who oh, are that's fucking cool. hilarious and then like they're awesome and then you know yeah i met i met a bunch of comics i it's it's there it feels like it just reminds me of the you know any comedian community is generally pretty cool man out here in particular like i i i, I, I don't know i mean i i feel like in in la I wasn't hanging out at the comedy store because I was driving, you know, and so yeah. you've got to like, I don't know. There was a bunch of just shit going on there that I, that was keeping me out of like enjoying like the community of comics as much as I, as I do here. But yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. So the definitely just after they're sweet, man. I don't know. Like most every comic I've met out here is cool. You get in the best comedy conversations, I mean, they really take it seriously, you know, like yeah. they're working so fucking hard at it. and they're not, uh, many of them are doing comedy to do comedy. No. Yeah. yeah you know, there's that no is the big difference between the two scenes. It's like, it's yeah. more comedy out here where out here it's, it's multiple, you're working multiple disciplines. That's right. You're working on your acting. You want to get on TV. And that's, a, dude, of course. I mean, Jesus, For if you want to be an actor, clearly that on TV, that's the place to be. But it's nice out here because these comics, man, they're just doing comedy. They're, like, absorbed into the process of it and the process of, like, writing. You just get into some, you know how you get in deep math comedy conversations yes, with yes, people yes, sometimes? Yes, yes, yes. Like, or some of them will like watch my set and then like well like they I've gotten such great advice about jokes and just general like shit about like just basic like math and it, it's been really useful for me. Oh, so I, I it's it's glorious. That's amazing. Uh, podcast wise, lot new more guests probably 
You have a bigger pool now of people you never drew from for the podcast. I saw you had no. uh, Abby Martin on, who I'm a huge fan of, and uh, how that podcast going. It's got to be cool to be getting some uh, a new pool to draw from. Yeah, well, it's that's tougher, man. I mean, I, that's one thing that's like in LA, like, you know, I, all my friends were there and like people that know me and that I could just be like, come over, let's do the podcast because I've known them for years. But here there is a little bit of extra like on my part, like a little bit of extra like nervousness or something about inviting people over just because, you know, they don't know me as well. I don't know, man. And so it's, it's, so I've been Skyping more podcasts than doing live podcasts. Also, I didn't have my podcast studio set up fully and I'm still not completely there yet. So I've been Skyping a lot of shows, but Abby was great. That was a controversial episode. Why was it controversial? That, um, well, for a lot, for two different reasons. So in that interview, as we talked like my view on what's happening right now is that uh, extremism manifests obviously on both sides of the political spectrum. 100%. And that is in fact where it manifests. Yeah. So um, people who are like on the far left, as it's called, um, and those are like the Antifa people who are Marxists, and that's not a like Rush Limbaugh yelling out, you guys are fucking Marxists. Like, they're really communists. They want a violent revolution. And I, I, I say this with a little bit of authority that maybe shouldn't be there, only because in a nearby, like, activist bookstore, I was able to find a book from 2001 mm. written by the Antifa. And and they're, you know, they say in it, we're, we're communists. And we think it's funny that people are upset when we're breaking windows or using violence to right. achieve our political goals because that's our technique that's what we do yeah there's no so that's you know extremism uh for them they would say well yeah it is extremism and the reason we have to be extreme is because the current political situation in the world where we have a corporatocracy yeah people who are being ground up by the gears of the corporate machine is more violent than the intermediate violence that would be required to take the fucking thing down and instate, reinstate, or put in for the first time for, for the United States, a socialist slash communist um, centralized economy. So <clears throat> that's extremism and it manifests as, as we've seen uh, in violence and in the suppression of a person's ability to get in front of a, a university and spew out whatever the fuck it is they have to say. What um? And what, I've always thought colleges are supposed to be open-minded. What is the uh? What's your take on George Soros and his supposedly paying goons off? That a lot of these this violence are paid protesters who are looking to just tarnish a movement and just cause more chaos and not so much in what you're saying is that, you know, a violent way to end a more violent dictatorship, but more in the sense that they're just trying to scare people at home not to join by causing pure chaos and that everybody's on Cirrus's payroll. Listen, man, I unless he was like, you know, the, the black bloc and, and those Marxists, uh, that's not, that's been around for a, a long time. Right, I don't think right. that's being funded. Right. I think that's a real, that's a very real, um, that the, com the communists, it's really interesting, man, because um, the, the far left and the far right agree on something, which is really curious. They have a mutual enemy, which is globalism. They both don't like globalism. And, um, but they, it's for different reasons, you know? And this is why um, Hitler, you know, hated the fucking communists and like, like was brutal in Germany to the communists, drove them out of Germany 
and then, you know, invaded Russia and got his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. But he went in there wanting to, like, take out communism, you know? And uh, so and that's as fascist as you. You don't get more fascist than Hitler. Yeah, I You know, I mean, you do. You get, like, all the other fascists, but Hitler was a fascist. And um, they hate the communists. The communists don't like the fucking fascists, you know? And and so that these it's really curious how you have these opposites that both dislike the idea of like globalism because the certainly the the Nazis didn't want there to be some kind of multi-ethnic global society that would be the end of humanity as far as they were concerned pretty much the worst thing that could happen would be some kind of multi-ethnic cultural mixing pot where people of different races mix their genes and thus forever dilute the Aryan bloodline, which they insanely thought was supposed to be the, right. um, the genetic structure that was going to like bring humanity into the next age of perfection. Right. So, uh, and then uh, the, Left, I they they don't want a corporatocracy. You know what they don't want is for capitalism to spread unfettered around the entire planet, and for like the people at the head of like massive corporations to have any control over laws anywhere. You know, much less right. around the entire planet. Yeah, you well, know, so a one world order. That's what they're are, afraid of. A one world order, right? Yeah, yeah, there are, well, it's not, I don't, I mean, I don't think, actually, I don't think it's the one world order. I think probably there's people, like, when you consider that, like, Elon Musk or the idea of a type one civilization, a planet joined together, utilizing all the resources on the planet, putting our heads together to, like, figure out how to overcome um, the gravity well that's keeping us stuck on the planet so we can migrate and, like, go to other planets and maybe figure out a way to use technology to double the human lifespan or all the things that could happen if an entire planet spent their time not on military budgets but on budgets for yes. extracting resources in a environment. So if you look at that perspective, that one world order sounds great, like a yeah. Star Trek one right. world order. Yes, you yes. Know, everyone's smart. Everyone's in some cosmic university. And we're all like, I, I, you know, I live in the part of the world that used to be America, but yeah. now it's one planet and it's a planet where we're all dedicated to like a life of pleasure and productivity and advancement for the species. It's some like, you know, sci-fi version of the world, which we all secretly would probably, probably want, Yeah, you know, sure. in, on paper, it sounds fucking great. I think we would what all you don't be want, really good at getting along, loving each other. I watch Star Trek and I think... By that time, everybody's just going to be androgynous cross-dressers. So we'd be like an androgynous cross-dressing fucking society that would love each other and just everybody would be into each other. And I, I, I see that happening eventually. I do believe in that. I think the problem is always like, you know, I've always said this, like, if you want to bring peace together, just start getting rid of alpha males because there's always going to be this guy who wants to rule everything. And you always it's always something where the, this the powers that be get the poor to fight over nationalism, ethnic groups and all that stuff just to keep them from paying attention to what's really going on, a smokescreen and all that stuff, uh, you know, like, oh, you can't make fun of my group. And even though like a, a like a poor man has very little, I don't care what religious group or ethnic group you are part of, a poor man has very little in common with a rich man of that ethnic group. But nationalism and, uh, and just like racial pride in your group, that is, is I think a diversion from paying attention to what's really going on. And that is like there's a power group yeah. out there of people who are manipulating all of us and making us fight over dumb shit while they just fucking rape and pillage. Well, there's a lot of I mean, there's a when you look at the resources of planet Earth, 
exploiting any resources are usually very profitable. So right. if I can be the person who has the technology to extract oil, and if I if I can if I if I've, I've got enough money to do that, I'm going to make so much money. And it goes for all resources. It's an obvious thing. Water, you know, God, Jesus, if you can control water, shit. That's you know? what Nestle's trying, trying to do, to do right so, now. Nestle's trying to do that. Yeah, they are, yeah, and, they are taking well, water without permits. Yeah, right. Water, food, anything like that. The internet, any, any, all of it's a, you know, a resource that if I can control the m- most of it, then I am going to make lots of money or have lots, really lots of power. Because people who have lots of money stop caring about the money. They want the power. Yeah. So uh, the resource that you'll never really hear, even though there's an entire – in corporations, they have a fucking branch called human resources, HR. Yeah. But the human resource on planet Earth is a resource that is very, very, very um, – uh, powerful, and if you can control it, harvest it, make it move according to your whims, then you're going to be set. And this is the art of imperialism. This is the art of uh, being a king, a queen, whatever the fucking thing you want to call yourself is. You're a people controller. You control the resources of people, of the people. Yes. And to control the people... You have to use technology just like any other resource. And the technology is usually called propaganda. And yeah. so by using propaganda, I control the human resource and I make it move in a kind of rhythm. And that rhythm is the rhythm of whatever society that I happen to be controlling. Right. And uh, I would imagine because the human resource is a pre – you have – to get all the other resources, you need to have some control over the human resource, right? Right. So uh, that 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 would mean that if you want to understand how proficient people must have become at exploiting the human resource, all you need to do is look at how proficient they are at exploiting other natural resources, like oil, like any of any of them, any mining, harvesting of rare minerals. If you look at how insanely proficient we've become at that over the uh, since the industrial revolution, then imagine how proficient people have become at controlling humanity as this resource has been being exploited for thousands and thousands of years. Power. Yeah. And then when you realize that, that it, so there must be some, some craft that we're not fully aware of that people do know. And there's books that you can just buy like the Prince by Machiavelli and or or uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War books that are like just purely about how to make an army work, how to conquer, how to how to control. And I'm sure there's millions of other books that we have no idea about, or that just are so like deep and so like academic. Maybe who knows? I but uh, if you think that like I just had this guy Greg Carlwood on, and he does the Higher Side Chats podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. It's really deep in the conspiracy yes. theories and all this stuff. And he uh, he was talking about how this is a very interesting age when it comes to the power elite running a lot of this stuff, like how they've controlled the masses and that the Internet is so new to these 80, 90-year-olds and they have no clue right now how to really control it. And that's why these documents and WikiLeaks, uh, all the Hillary stuff that came out, and now all this Vault 7 that went out, this is like, it's so new to them that they don't know how to control it. And uh, eventually I think they're just going to have to just somehow figure out a way to lock down the Internet, which I think is coming with net neutrality and stuff like that. I think, Sam, that is a optimistic POV. Okay. His idea is this internet, this internet is a fire raging out of control that they can't shut down. Right. They, they're confused. It's like this uh, savior that has emerged from the people that they can't control. The hydra, the, the people's hydra. Okay. They can't stop it. Right. You cut off one head, there's seven other. It's like, oh, please. These are, this is the fucking KGB, this is the CIA. 
This is the fucking CIA whose entire um, MO has been exploiting things like the internet, exploiting information, ex- like using uh, information dispersal mechanisms to confuse and control people. And so I, I don't I don't remember who wrote this. I read an interesting blog about WikiLeaks, and the premise of it is that if you fucking think that Edward Snowden, or not Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, is going to be able to stay alive doing what he's doing without the protection of some state entity, you are out of your mind. And if and and so has WikiLeaks. Um, it's not to say that information being released by WikiLeaks is not accurate or that the people don't deserve to have the information. We deserve it. We need to know. It's being put on purpose. If you purpose. want to talk about a fucking... Sure, man. It's like, dude, it's a bomb. That's an... It's an info bomb. It's a new... It's a form of warfare using the internet. It's... And listen, I don't know about the whole Russian thing. I don't, I don't fucking know. But um, I know that... We have had these rotten sanctions against Putin for a really long time, and I know that like a lot of saber rattling's been happening. It's, what I'm saying is, I don't see why Putin wouldn't necessarily have some reason to. I could see why he might want to throw some shit back at us, right? Right. And if you, he's he's, and what's really interesting about him, and again, I don't, I don't know, man, the whole fucking Russian thing. Again, what's interesting now is any kind of premise that you've picked up from the mainstream media or from any media for that matter has to be analyzed under a new lens which is the lens of we don't know if this is real or if anything is real and i like that craziest shit right you don't know what's real you don't know what's planted information you don't know what is false flag shit like, are you trying to say you think, and it's been floated out before, I've seen it on Twitter, there's a whole Twitter dedicated that 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 WikiLeaks is the CIA. Do you, do you have thoughts on that? Well, I think, I don't know. Well, I think it's a question mark as to what, what that is. I, but I, I think it's, I think it, the idea that Assange is holed up in this embassy and is like making it through, uh, meddling with, notoriously violent, murderous, deep state entities by leaking some of their precious information and that he's just okay. Like, he's okay. He said nothing will happen to him. There's no fucking polonium umbrella happening. Nothing's getting in there. Nothing's affecting him. How is that possible? You know, and and if it is possible, then fuck, man. That embassy must be a really secure place. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, you know, the information I think is real, and I, this is information all of us, or anyone who's had any kind of, who's even dipped a toe, in the in the waters of conspiracy theories, has known for a long time. They're watching us, man. They're in our TV, man. The government can. This actually used to be one of the primary symptoms of a person experiencing a psychotic episode. Is you begin to think that your TV is listening to you. Yeah. Your microwave is listening to you. And Kelly Conway just came out and said she thinks that her microwave was being used or Trump's microwave was being used to listen to him. And then with these CIA leaks, you realize, yeah, well, as crazy as that fucking nutbag sounds, unfortunately, because of this recent leak, we are now having to deal with the realization that every bit of internet connected technology in our homes is more than likely compromised in some way or another by at least one government agency probably more than one and probably foreign government agencies and probably non-state related industries who just managed to get the technology which is apparently leaked by the cia so want to talk about a fog of paranoia that has descended over the subjective psyche of anybody who's been paying attention to the news that's a fucking intense thing to deal yeah. with man and so you know that's the, and and so why is it why is it coming out right now in this way i don't know what's the intention behind it i'm just i just think that if i'm going to utilize a relatively brand new technology to wage a cold war on an enemy of mine then what i'm going to do 
is give them the truth. I'm going to give their country the truth. If they've been hiding the truth from their country, I will give their country, their people, the truth. And this is a judo move. And, and fucking Putin is a judo master. Because it's like, look, bitch, I'm just showing you what's real, man. This is what's happening. Your government is monitoring you, motherfucker. Your fucking Democratic Party is corrupt. Yep. Your, go- your, 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 your government is compromised. It is not a democracy. You have been brainwashed. Here's the verifiable truth. Now what? Now what? What do you do now? You know what you fucking do? You disconnect. Because I don't I don't see anybody doing what what maybe would have been done a long time ago. You know? Which no is, one's doing that shit. Which is what? Where, Revolution? You fucking arrest people. Yeah. Well, you know, you, theoretically, you would have an uncompromised state, you know, like if it's a democracy, then like people would just get arrested. It wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be some weird argument over it. It's just like, yeah, we have to start arresting people who have like implemented any kind of surveillance program that doesn't fit into the uh, Constitution. Yeah. Where are the hearings? Where what is it? the outrage? Yeah. This fucking. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just it's it's just weird that people accept it. I mean, this whole, like, pedogate thing. I'm like, is anyone going to get arrested? I doubt anybody will get arrested. I don't see any. I mean, we had Dennis Hiskin or whatever his name is, the Speaker of the House, who went to jail for uh, being a pedophile. Hastert. You know, What's his name? Hastert. Hastert. So Hastert. That's who it is, right? Hastert. Yeah. Hastert yeah. goes to jail, which, of course, he's out of uh, office when this happens. So he is almost like collateral damage. He's like, he's... He's political uh, currency that they could lose, and it looks like something big has happened. When and when reality, they have no other need for him, and so they could arrest him to put on a show. But I mean, like, dude, this whole right. pedogate thing is like, and this the leaks on this, it's like, dude, I I honestly believe Anthony Weiner is either going to blow this thing up or he's going to be dead sooner than later, like. That's what they say. Mm. The stuff on his computer was so crazy that there's like either they're going to arrest everybody or this dude is going to be dead. What are your thoughts on any of that? Well, I mean, there's a clearly there's a bunch of fucking secret pedophiles in every industry, man. Yeah. I mean, the pedophilia is like. Uh, it's it's a fascinating form of uh, criminal behavior, yeah. In the sense that um, it's it it doesn't it's it never really it seems like it's organized, you know. For it to work, there there's this organizational structure that springs up around it. See, so this is why we hear about from time to time these like weird busts, networks of pedophiles, you know, get taken down because the. Uh, like the most recent one, I guess it was, was it the CIA? Who was it? The FBI, it like infiltrated a pedophile's website. You know about that? Oh yeah. There was like some uh, massive flicker operation flicker in which like 1500 FBI agents. If this is the thing you're talking about, were busted downloading pornography to their child pornography. That's not the one you're talking about. Not the FBI. No, what, I, I think I don't remember if it was who it was that did this. The FBI busted them, but it was the the um, uh, basically like they found a, a, a repository of pedophilia on the dark web, and they they fucking did this huge investigation, found where this the dude who was running running it was, arrested him, but didn't shut down the server, kept the server running for a little bit so that they could then like net all the assholes who are like uploading and downloading kitty porn and so this like exposed so when you do this you know you if you bust one pedophile you're gonna find other pedophiles right you probably right you know because that pedophile exchange shit with other pedophiles and so that that's what happens when you bust one many others go down and so that's and that's why you it, it like you it's always cobbles or clusters of these fucking assholes you get busted so in that way if there were um cobbles of pedophiles in the government for example in that industry we know that's in the entertainment industry that's not fake news that's real yeah you can you hear about it all the time i can't remember the name 
TikTok. Hear about it all the time. You know, a lot of famous people like are talking about this. You know, there needs to be more protections for for kids in that industry because they get exploited and they get exploited in an organized way. This is what got Milo and Milo in trouble. Yeah, it was so interesting he with that came out about how he got in trouble for that. Right? Yeah, he they they went nuts on him, but they didn't they don't do anything on Pedogate at all. And I mean, there was that Ben Swan, but he did something, and then he just disappeared, dude. Like his social media, everything gone. Now there's a guy named Brock Pierce. There's so many interesting connections of pedophilia to the Clinton Foundation, uh, like more than just like, well, that's just random. Like you're saying, there's within any industry, there's some pedophilia going on, and I I would agree with that. But when one group Go on. I don't know. I can't. I wouldn't say in any industry. I don't know if it's in any industry, but it's just. It seems to be like a cluster crime. Like it, you, you people don't do it. People team up to commit the fucking offense. They don't just do it alone. They team up. They have signals. They have ways of identifying themselves to each other. You know, pedophilia. Like, that's what I, we call I'm fucking not, teamwork. <laughs> And it's sad, dude, but that's true. So that means that if there were – and also they want to go to places where they, they, they have power and authority. It seems like they really like that. So they become priests. Yep. You know, they go into weird places where, like, they're, they're like – they could do it without being, like, suspect as much. They could do it, you know, without, like – no one's going to believe you if you tell them anyway. It seems to be – one of the things that they like to say to folks, to, to the people they're abusing, because the, the other weird thing about pedophilia, it's a viral uh, phenomena in the sense that most pedophiles have been abused as children. Yeah. So um, this this is the other way that it clusters is that usually like when this shit happens, you might you and your friend may have been abused together because you were in the same swimming team or something right so and then you and your friend become abusers together yeah because to deal with the psychic repercussions and the shock that comes from being seduced by a fucking adult when you have a 15 year old brain no immune no defense mechanism no way to fight off the fucking some someone who is predatorial because they're predatorial right they understand these fucking kids are like, they understand their psyche at different ages. If you listen to what that motherfucking subway fuck said, remember what he, what he said when he's talking about like eight-year-olds? He's like, they don't even know what's happening. You're Jeez. not even there, man. You, they, they're familiar with the psyche of an eight-year-old and where the vulnerabilities oh, are so that man, they can abuse this person. Fucking nuts, dude. It drives of, me fucking nuts. They're predatorial. And they're, and they're running in packs, just like predators. They run in fucking packs of manipulators, right? And this is where – and so these packs gather together in the, in the places of power. And that is why uh, it, it should not be surprising to anyone if some cobble of fucking child – abusers yeah would were to appear in in the US government this should not be shocking to anyone in fact it would be more shocking that it wouldn't be there well because that seems to be a big uh, thing is this is that uh, you know the deep state they say can mo they they monitor and look for characteristics of pedophiles within these uh politicians and they basically fast track them when they realize that they have these characteristics, they'll fast track these guys. And that way, they, when they get them to positions of power, they have a blackmailing angle on these guys. And that's why there are so many of them in there, because, like, they want to control them through this fear. Like, that's what they say is going on Wiener, that on his computer, he has so much fucking crazy shit on people that they're going to go nuts. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, I don't know. It's allegedly... Um, but they fast track these guys. Don't you think, Sam? Don't you, <coughs> I think one of the fascinating things to me is that 
you know, take Hillary Clinton, for example. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are, and, and I, I, you know, I've, I, I went through a Pizzagate phase where I was like looking at it to see why people were freaking out about it. And I truly wanted it to be something like completely like make funnable, you know, like, right. Oh God, you fucking lunatic. What are you talking about? And then you look into it, you look into, you look into the Instagram account you know, you see these images that, that don't seem – they're just off, man. Yeah. Something's really off there. The artist, the, something – I don't know what the it is, The bands man, that it, play there have symbols it, in their videos that are just weird, like weird symbols. Like, why would that just be in there? okay. Being weird okay. No, I Being get, weird's okay. I mean, this is why weird, we have You're to weird. So I'm careful. weird. We have different weirds, but there's some weird where you're like – like the one band, I forget the name of it. There's their video that in it is that 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 triangle with the pedophile, the blue one that everyone's flipping out on. That's right there in the video, and you're like, why would you just put that in there? It's like the, I mean, I can understand like, hey, no press is bad press, you know, bad press is good press, you know, and it's just like, but that's a weird way to try to get people to look at your band. Like, you're, that's a dance with the devil. It's weird. It's uh, it, it's fucking off, man. Whatever, there's something off there. But you know, to go so for me, it's like, well, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not gonna like freak out and be like, yes, this is for sure happening. I, I one thing that I we know has happened is we have had pedophiles in very high positions in the U.S. government. Hastert being one of them. We've had Clinton flying around on the plane with that fucking billionaire who had like. Uh, you got busted. The boy was his name. The Jeffrey, dude with the island. Uh, you like have, apparently there were like. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Is it Epstein. There you go. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. No. Yeah, it is Jeffrey Epstein. With the with the like, and it, so like so we we, the we again it's like the the you can just add so for people who are skeptical about this stuff, just ask yourself, <clears throat> how many world famous pedophiles are you friends with? How many people who have been convicted of having sex with children have you flown in a plane with multiple times? 25 the times answer, to be. More than likely. <laughs> 25 times. 25 How many? times. What if you knew? Let's say that, like, you know, let's just say that, like, I had been friends with Epstein. And now I'm like, look, man. I just flew on his plane 25 times. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. And it is a shock to me, a shock. It's like, come on, man. You knew no one would ever believe me. People be like, fuck you, man. You do not fucking fly on some dude's private jet 25 times, hang out on his island and not witness some of the shit that he ended up getting busted for. And so, you know, at and the very least, you know he's getting rebusted. He what just I mean got resued. There's a court case against him now that just happened literally after Donald Trump's uh, Donald Trump's inauguration. A woman just is suing him for fifty thousand dollars for setting up all uh, the sex capades and all this shit. I also tell you to look up Laura Silsby S I L B Y. Look up her. She was working for the Kling Foundation. Got not only uh, arrested, but she in Haiti arrested, tried, convicted, and did time in Haiti for uh, child trafficking. Uh, now works for Amber Alert <laughs> under a different fucking name, Laura something else. I can't believe we're cool this, which I think I might have to go kick some people's ass about it. And then look up a guy named Brock. Look up a guy named uh, Brock <laughs> Pierce. Look up Brock Pierce, man. Look up Brock Pierce, and you will fucking realize very quickly that this is yet another pedophile or alleged pedophile. He had to flee to Spain because he was about to get arrested. He was in the uh, Mighty Ducks movie as a child actor. He was part of the uh, Clean Initiative. Now, you're like, okay, it's like this is so much smoke. There's so many people associated with these, with with this stuff. It's it's like uh, you got to have really don't bad you, luck, man, to be have this much shit happen Don't to you, you kind of feel... Sometimes I wonder and if, if, like, part of the obsession 
that people have with this like dawning evidence that there seems to be some kind of yet another like pedo ring in the U.S. government. Is it somehow it, it's weird? It's it's perversely easier for people to deal with that than the fact that, well, I, you know, I I don't have any. Obviously, there is no evidence that I've seen or heard of that like Barack Obama ever did anything weird with a kid. Never heard about that. That that doesn't exist that, as far as I'm aware. Well, there's but emails of like sure, pizza stuff. That's about it. Pizza. But we know. But, Okay, fuck it, pizza emails. One one thing we do know for sure, right, is that Obama ordered drone strikes that killed children. Yes, that burnt them up, yeah. turned them into hamburger meat. Black so Jesus. We don't know. Yeah, he well, he he did it. Bush did it. Hillary Clinton, I'm sure, has has murdered people. So we know that these people. We don't. We like. I don't know. And I I think the fucking pizza emails are weird. Cook. I don't know. Yeah. I, that that kind of shit, I'm comfortable saying. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But what I do know, I do know <laughs> that when fucking George W. Bush is hopping on the late night shows and being jolly, talking about his paintings, that you're looking at a fucking war criminal. A fucking you're looking at a war man. criminal, dude, who should be hanging from a yeah. fucking tree. Yeah. When I see Dick Cheney allowed to laugh at Trump's inauguration, walking freely amongst the world. I'm like, what are we doing? And then we sit there and like, not, this is what I get upset about with liberals, how they start cheering Bush because he calls out Trump. And it's just like, he's still a war criminal, man. He's still set ethnic people, women, killed children in a war for profit. And yet, you're willing to look away from all that simply because he doesn't like Trump. It's unbelievable. I'm so let down by my like how my fellow liberals have just they all they want to do is be right instead of do what's right, which is fuck Bush, fuck Trump, fuck all those guys. Because when they get that high well, no, up, it's they hard. Want, they want to be safe. I don't. They want to feel safe, Sam. Like you know what I mean. Like the reason they're doing that. And the reason anyone is doing this shit is is because it to 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 fucking accept what has happened verifiably to accept what has happened is a is is to de, to either put is to put yourself in a moral predicament. And the moral predicament is well, unfortunately our government has started wars that is, have killed innocent, so many innocent people. Right. Not just Iraq. You We're know, in the, seven conflicts right now. We're in seven conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it, and, and, and these conflicts aren't based on n noble um, intent. Yeah. You know, like when when we when we finally joined the Allies in, in World War Two. That you know that that's noble. Yeah, you, we had to stop that shit. And there's fucking there. You know the, the the Nazis were insane. Yes, and they were incinerating people in camps. Yep. And so we had that was noble. So now though, it's like come on, man. The, we know what the, the, the what's happening is a never-ending for-profit industry that is innately vampiric, and that it. It, it, the people Duncan, are getting rich. We are the we are the empire. If this is Star Wars, we are the empire, and we are doing banking wars right now for fucking centralized banks and oil. We are going in there and shoving it down people's throat, forcing them to have centralized banks and giving us their resources. Our defense, and I've done many military tours supporting the troops, and I would still do that, but it is no longer our defense. We should call it our offense, and we are being used by a bunch of people to commit crimes against other people. And bad things are going to happen, man. There is, I mean, there is a real belief right now that we are not almost in World War II. We are in World War II. I mean, World War III, excuse me. World we War III. We are in it. And right now, China and Russia are talking about teaming up. 
And that is because no, there's been reports that China's military is about as big as ours now. That is not good. And there's going to be blowback on this shit, dude. There, we're gonna, there's going to be blowback. You cannot treat your planet, your fellow beings, the, the, the life that shares this planet with you, you cannot treat them like this. It, since the dawn of time, man well, has tried to control man. War, temp, typically, the way war works is I attack your country, and your country attacks my country. So, like, I'm dropping bombs on you. You're dropping bombs on me. That's the way, you know, wars have, have worked, you know. Wars work like that. There's a retaliatory strike, you know. Uh, that's a... That's a a lot of countries are experiencing that, you know, and and sadly, a lot of countries now are experiencing that. They're getting a retaliatory strike, and they didn't do anything. Right. Iraq being like like Iraq, one hundred percent. They were just fucked. So so um so then America, our version of war is fascinating because our version of war is one where we watch. As somewhere far away, people get set on fire. Yep. But we don't go outside and see a smoldering ruin uh, is a form of retaliation. We don't see that. And I hope that that doesn't. I don't want that to happen. I want us to wake up. And I think we have to focus. um, Because you're right. The window that you're talking about, that you're looking through, Sam, and the window that if I take enough mushrooms will open up. For me, whether I like it or not, and the window that many people are saying opens up for them during ayahuasca ceremonies, and the window that many people are seeing is a, is it looks out on a very dark future, and uh, it's a it's a future where we have become disconnected from nature, we've become disconnected from the perennial philosophy that has been the 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 compass for our species for a very long time. The things that are important, the things that aren't important. We were disconnected from all that. Because of that, we've been manipulated. Uh, because we we have placed our we've made the gauge, the 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 thing that we the the litmus test for truth is no longer based on reality, but it's based on the story being told to us by very hypnotic billionaires who want to continue to control and exploit the human resource so that they can gain more and more power. It's a form of vampirism. On every level, it's vampirism. We make, we, we, if I can make you work, I can get your energy. If yeah. I can make you go to war for me, I can, conv- I can convert death into money. I can drop a bomb that somebody, that the taxpayers paid $200,000 for. The bomb incinerates you know, 150 people, and those 150 people you know, each made me, I don't know, $1,000 each or $10,000 each or whatever. So by killing that many people, it's crazy. That's the kind of sick metric you get when you pay for bombs. Every bomb, you can kind of, uh, you can do this terrible math where it's like, oh, this bomb will kill on average this many people. It costs this much money, which means that uh, per person, I'm making a certain amount of money per incineration. Unbelievable. So if like I had a, if I had a machine, let's imagine this, I had a machine. Some kind of weird, like I don't know, a a dome of the dome of darkness that I could parachute or bring to places where I'm at war. Right. And what I do is the dome of darkness. Soldiers escort random people into the dome of darkness. They go into this dome. Steel doors shut. The fucking thing vibrates. There's a tube at the back of the dome that sprays out hair and meat and teeth and whatever their fucking was in their wallet and just fucking just all the shit that used to be a human sprays that out. But then there's this beautiful golden faucet on the other side of the dome and it drips out diamonds into a little bowl, which then you take to the emperor and say, oh, we harvested many diamonds today, emperor. If that was happening... People would be like, no, yes, they no, flip more the fuck domes. They flip out, but because the way that the um, the the currency is being extracted is chaotic explosions far away that aren't really covered by the media. People don't think, oh my god, every time one of those explosions happens, there's some dude who probably lives in the fucking Hamptons 
who's fucking gets an extra fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in his account, and that's where it gets weird. Where we've got these fucking families huddled together in their beautiful mansions, sitting in front of flickering fires, telling the stories of their family to each other, talking about who is truly running shit. And every time these weird flashes far away extinguish a subjective reality, destroy a person's grandmother, mother, yep. father, whatever, yep. these people get a little a little richer, a little more wealthy. And that bit of uh, – that's a hard thing to digest for a lot of people, to deal with that fact. And we label and as long these- as war makes money – we label these people whose grandparents, parents, children get incinerated. We label them when they fight back terrorists. And, like, I hate to tell everybody, within the uh, uh, Revolutionary War, if you were to talk to the British at that point, they would talk about those terrorists in America who are trying to overthrow our sure. government and how we were— you know, bad people. I mean, it's just the truth, and it's like really well, sucks. But, well, I, it's a little more complicated, though, Sam, isn't it? Like a little more complicated than that, because the problem is, like, uh, the, um, what do these terrorists have in common? You know, outside of the fact that many of them have like lost everything because of these white flashes of light, you know, and it's broken their hearts. What have they done to soothe that pain? Well, they've organized under the banner of radical Islam. So, uh, the, yeah, but the, I have a real problem I mean, I, with see, that that label, dude. That we have labeled radical Islam, and I go, is it radical if all this shit wasn't happening? If we weren't dropping bombs and destroying what was going on, would they be radical? I think when you say the word radical, there's that guy that goes on, he's been on Rogan's podcast, he goes on uh, Bill Maher's podcast, and he's always talking about radical Islam. And I go, well, what role does our fucking foreign policy play in radical Islam. Are, are these guys going to no, be... What? It's complicated, brother. I used to be... No, man, I want to believe that. Oh, please. Yeah, I love that idea. The idea is like, listen, if we hadn't stuck a fucking stick in the nest, everything would be fine, right? right. But the problem is like that particular form of Islam, and again, every bit of information we have, how much of it is government propaganda how much of it is real i have to refer to like the the isis death videos that i've seen though people say that's the cia doing that too so you know for the sake of right. like i mean like that was a wikileaks thing insane. too that they spent half a billion dollars paying this fucking production company pr company to make those fucking videos and that there's a video of them showing them making the video i'm not saying it's whether it's real or it's not but it's like I mean, like, I really got to wonder, like, how much no, of this... Man, this is real. This is real. The fucking Peshmerga are fighting, like, fascist theocrats. In, uh, that's real, man. There is a... Now, you know, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened, but we're dealing with... Here's, here's why it's very... This is why we're in a very difficult and hilariously complicated situation here in this beautiful time period in human history. <clears throat> the... The uh, the technology to build better weapons is becoming increasingly accessible by people who normally wouldn't have access to that technology. So um, we're talking about like the, you know you hear about CRISPR, for example, gene editing technology, and right now it's like I don't know it's in some it's in Japan I guess or China in some underground laboratory they're like making butterflies grow eyeballs out of their fucking abdomens or whatever they're just rewriting DNA to produce more potentially disease free more intelligent human beings but also you could theoretically use that technology to edit like bioweapons right 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 and right. and it and we see how technology like like what we're doing right now we're doing right now this is you just download skype you know to a fucking video conferencing thing that works right. you're you know you're in la i'm in new york instantaneously we're having a video chat that i guess you're putting i don't know if you're putting the video up somewhere or streaming it or whatever yeah, but if you consider the alice thing that is that's essentially free 
now. I mean, you you paid for your computer, you downloaded Skype. This is free, right. essentially, compared to 20 years ago. To be able to do this kind of shit, you would have to be in a government facility, and it probably didn't even exist then. So, and so the the problem is like these uh, the potential for weaponized uh, smallpox, the potential for like you know someone. I don't know if it exists, but I think it would be a safe to say at some point we're going to have 3D printers that print out more than just like plastic or circuit boards. Yeah. Maybe we could have 3D printers that print out like biological materials, you know? And so then when that starts happening and, and like people start getting a hold of that, who they don't have anything, man. And they they really do believe in in heaven, and they do believe that there is a. Just think of what we're saying right now, okay, man. We're saying like, well, you know, our government ran amok. The great dragon got possessed by people who had dark intentions and didn't really care anymore about right. anything other right. than making money for their industry. And so then, maybe there would be some what we call a radicalized theocrat somewhere who who's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. That did happen because you, your um, your government has been possessed by Satan, and we are jihadists who are fighting in the name of God, and we're doing this to do everything we can to prevent this from happening anymore. Right, right. And no matter how how savage and primitive you think we are with our fucking prayers all day long and our bowing down and our like the way we make women dress like beekeepers. We are not, we are not responsible for the last major wars. You are, you are, and we're fighting you. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think that's fucking stupid. I think it's stupid because it's like to take on the, to become the demon that you're fighting, it, you don't come back from that. And I think that's their huge mistake. There's got to be a better way. But I do understand the passion. I mean, if I, if you just think about it, man. And again, this is not apologetics for some lunatic who's a fucking religious fundamentalist. But if you think just it's important to put yourself in the mindset of yes. somebody who one morning wakes up and wraps plastic explosives around their body and walks into a fucking marketplace. You have to think like, all right, what is that person like? Like, where is their mind? Where is their mind? Where are they? Where is your mind? If that makes sense, like who are you? If that makes sense, who the fuck are you that that makes sense? And right. one thing that you are is desperate, desperate. You're right. broken. You're broken. You're crazy. You're you're you've been possessed. You have a virus inside of you that is confusing you right. to the point of going against one of the most primary prerogatives in an organism, which is to stay alive. You are fucking overcoming that to, 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 for, for with, because you think you're going to go to some fantasy land. Right. You know? Well, so they, anyway, they've the done is, studies on it. Like those guys economically are out of options uh, in terms of procreation. They're out of options because in that area of the world, all the rich guys have multiple wives. They're out of, there's no real options. There's no real hope. And, you know, you could see it happen in this country, man. I mean, I deal with recovery all the time. And you see people who uh, just dive into drugs and alcohol, and it's not like blowing yourself up, but they yes. can't stop doing drugs because they have no fucking hope. And that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> there you so, go, man. When you're out of hope, then, you do some now, dumb so shit. Add to that. Well, yeah, right. And now when, you know, and I'll tell you, man, I'll take a fucking radicalized fundamentalist heroin addict over a fucking radicalized fundamentalist any other religion because, you know, at least the heroin addict's God is pleasure. Right. You know, instead of it. a God of vengeance and blood. And so, so the, here's the pro, this is the problem. Okay. The problem is though, I do think that that exists and I do think it's real and I don't think it's, I, maybe it's been overblown or amplified by the CIA. CIA. I don't, I don't know. I think that and a lot of it has probably been, um, it, it's gone into that. It, it's molted into its current state because of the pressures being placed on it by the never ending wars that we are waging against them to get their oil, you know, but but whatever has cr created this kind of like 
theocratic Voltron thing over there. Um, it's there now. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't, and, and, and so, and which is okay. Fine, 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 fine. Over there in the fucking Middle East. Fine, fine, fine. 200 years ago. Fine, fine. Who cares? Right. But now, now we're dealing with a real fucking problem here, man. We've got nuclear weapons everywhere. We, and not only that, we have bioweapons everywhere, right? And so the potential for there to be some kind of catastrophic, catastrophic act of such magnitude that it brings down the economy of the United States coming from somebody who's doing it in the name of God. The potential for that is so fucking great, Sam. It's so, so great. I, hey, dude. And so you see, oh, shit. I agree with you, dude. I totally agree with you. I think it's, I got to wrap it up, but I do totally agree with you. Wait, let me, before I, you, sorry, Sam, if okay. I could just, only because it's important to me All right. metaphysically please to do. say. Please do, please do, please. Because I just cast a dark spell. There is an equal potential. There's an equal potential for the opposite of that thing. Because things work according to their opposites too. So, though, yes, it's a dire situation. One where we're all confused and there does appear to be a rapid acceleration towards some potentially explosive event. That explosive event does not have to be horror. It can be something miraculous, unexpected, and a million times more beautiful than anything that's ever happened on the planet. And that potentiality is where we should be focusing our attention. I agree 100%. Uh, or at least opening ourselves up to that. I agree 100%. Thank you, Sam. Sorry. Duncan, I love this. This was so great. I know you're super busy. You just moved out there. You got a lot of shit going on. So the fact that you were able to come on my podcast and, you know, we're going to talk a little Alistair Crowley, but I was like, we had a really nice conversation going and I, I really enjoyed it. And it's like, I love your, you know, all the information you have. And it was just a fun conversation, man. It was like, I know listeners of Tim Foyle High are going to love it. And, you know, I think the world of you, you're oh, one of my favorite people on the planet. And just Black thank Black. you so much for doing it, dude. I'm, I'm really happy that you're out in uh, New I'm York blessed. doing well and killing it. And hopefully I'll be out there to check you out sooner than later, dude. I can Come. say without Come. a doubt. Sam, it'd be a delight. I love you all right, with cool. all my heart, well, buddy. Perfect, dude. I love Bye. you too, and we'll see yeah. you soon. Thanks for coming on, dude. Do you got to push anything at all? Anything you want people to check out? And that's a goodbye. He just hung up on it. Duncan just did a uh, punch drunk on me. Great podcast. We were going to talk about Elster Crowley, but he we just got into it. It was great. I know it's somewhat of a little bit of Pizzagate again. I hope you guys aren't getting tired of that. I, you know, when people like Eddie Bravo, Duncan, come on, I kind of let them do what they want to do. And I just, you know, I just like to hear their point of view on whatever they want to talk about. So appreciate the kind words. Guys, rate and review the show. Go on iTunes. Do whatever you. I love doing tinfoil hat. Thank you guys so much. If you have any suggestions on people you want to show, they seem to be pretty open to doing it. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Vicente for putting out that that uh, new opening. Guys, I appreciate it. Aaron, you were great. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.